0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, October 18th, 2020. Joseph repaid. Wow, that sounds like it's an epic kind of...
1: It is epic.
0: It is epic. Epic.
1: It's epic that you are here with us this morning. We are so glad... You chose Connection Community Church this morning in all of our many locations. Glad to be with you as we share in worship and God's Word. Today we continue our series on Joseph. Now Joseph is found in the first book of the Bible, Genesis. He's the 11th of 12 children of a guy named Jacob, who was also known as Israel, father of the nation by that same name. So we've looked so far at Joseph and how he was betrayed and unswayed. This morning we're going to look at how he was repaid.
0: Good morning, Connection Church. Good morning. Thank you for joining us online. From what I can see, we have well over close to 60 households <clears> joining <throat> us, and that doesn't count YouTube, so that's just Facebook. And those of you who are here today, we are honored and blessed. Our mission is to connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm
1: Alan Jones.
0: And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. 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 Before we get started, I'm really excited because we have some newlyweds in the house. We have <laughs> Anna and Wes, please stand up. Woo! They were married here last Saturday. It was a beautiful wedding, and we're so glad that you chose to come back today like your honeymoon and everything's mm. over. So, we uh, you know what? We need to pray for them. God, thank you so much for Anna and Wes for bringing them together and that they are part of the Connection family. We pray a blessing over them, over their household, over um, Manny and Zadie, and over um, all that they do and say. Lord, keep their covenant um, first and foremost in their minds we pray this in their in your name amen thank you so much we also have some other newlyweds one month two months old hannah and brenton wiseman welcome back we miss you guys yeah i also want to say hello to those of you who are joining us online oh my goodness we've got middletown we have clayton we have smyrna we have Wilmington. We have Newark. We have Oklahoma. We have Seaford. We have over uh, Ken Island. <laughs> Ken Island. Yeah, yeah, we that have way. Ken Island. And we have, <laughs> we have a place where we're gonna have to make a pastoral visit. Soon. To talk to our constituent, Amber, who is from Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Hi, Amber. We look forward to that visit. Yeah, we that look forward visit. to that. We're just honored to have everybody here. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you for this day, for gathering us. Settle us in wherever we are. Help us be changed and transformed by your love. We pray this in your name. Amen.
1: Amen. Okay, so when we left Joseph last week, He was in prison following the false accusation from his master's wife that he had tried to take advantage of her, the very thing that she had been trying to do with him ever since he arrived. Anyway, while in prison, Joseph once again found favor with the guy in charge, in this case the warden, and as a result, he was put in charge of all the prisoners. Trifter tells us that the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care. Reminds us of Potiphar, the Uh, who he was uh, uh, enslaved under uh, uh, previously. no, Nothing under Joseph's care worried him, as the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did.
0: Picking it up at Genesis, the first book of the Bible, chapter 40. Sometime later, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officials, the cupbearer, And the chief baker, and put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, in the same prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, and he attended them.
1: The chief cupbearer, chief baker. Now, of course, baker's job was to (laughs) bake for the king. Hello, the cupbearer's job was to see that no one poisoned the king through what he was drinking. In other words, he would. Tested first. That's a tough job if you've got enemies, right? Yeah, that's a tough job. Anyway, so these are very trusting jobs. So these two uh, guys really must have done something seriously wrong for the for the king, for Pharaoh, to put them in prison. Yeah.
0: Well, after they were in prison for some time, each of them, the baker and the cupbearer, they had a dream. When Joseph saw them the next day he could see that they were depressed, they were downtrodden, they were in low spirits or another word would be dejected. And he asked them why. They told him that they had dreams but there was no one to interpret these dreams. Joseph said do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. Then the cupbearer Shared his dream and Joseph uh, and Jacob. Jacob, Joseph. My bad. Interpreted it. Joseph mm. interpreted it. Long, yeah. Long story short, <laughs> we're talking about Joseph. Long story short. I
1: typed the wrong thing. Yeah. You know I get it? yeah. Unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable.
1: Unbelievable.
0: It's the only mistake ever. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> What'd you say? Only mistake. Ever. Uh, ever. Yeah.
0: Ever. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Long story short, Joseph told the cupbearer that he would soon be back to his old position with the king. He was really relieved about that. And then he asked the cupbearer to remember him. Remember when that happened to mention him to the king when he finally got back with the king. Remember to mention Joseph to the king because Joseph had done nothing to deserve being in prison.
1: And so we pick it up at Genesis 40. Verses 16 through 19, this is the New International Version. When the chief baker saw that Joseph had given a favorable interpretation, he said to Joseph, I too had a dream. On my head were three baskets of bread, and the top basket were all kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh. But the birds were eating them out of the basket on my head. This is what it means, Joseph said. (laughs) The three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift off your head and impale your body on a pole. Hello. And the birds will eat away your flesh. I'm sure that's a dream interpretation he would have rather not heard, huh? (laughs) Oh, brother.
0: Well, sure enough, Joseph's interpretations were right on. Mm. And the chief cupbearer was restored to his old position, serving the king, and the cupbearer um, did not and the chief baker was impaled on a pole Ooh. however here's the thing the cupbearer did not remember joseph he forgot him wow all right so joseph's been through an awful lot and joseph's challenges continue
1: hmm. two years later so he's in prison two years later Pharaoh had a dream, and in the dream he was standing by the Nile River, the great river of Egypt, when seven cows came out of the water, sleek and fat. Seven seven other cows, all skin and bones, followed and stood beside the fat ones. The skinny ones ate the fat ones. This is some dream, isn't it? And then Pharaoh woke up, fell asleep again, and dreamed there were seven heads of grain all good and healthy on a single stalk. Seven other had sprouted thin and scorched by the east wind. The skinny ones swallowed the healthy ones. And then Pharaoh awoke from the second dream.
0: So (laughs) the Pharaoh sent for all of his magicians and wise men and told them his dreams, but no one could interpret them. Then the chief cupbearer, rem- <laughs> he remembered his time in prison with the chief baker and that young Hebrew named Joseph, who could correctly interpret dream, dreams, and he shared this with the Pharaoh, and Pharaoh sent for Joseph. He was taken from prison, that's Joseph, was taken from prison, shaved, kind of cleaned up, they put clean clothes on him, this is all in the Bible, and brought him before Pharaoh. Pharaoh shared his dreams with Joseph.
1: Hmm. Genesis twenty, excuse me, 41, 25 through 27. Then, then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. It's one and the same dream. The seven lean, ugly cows that came up afterward are seven years and so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine.
0: So Joseph went on to say that God has shown Pharaoh what God is about to do. Seven years of abundance coming, followed by seven years of famine to ravage the land. The famine will be so severe that the years of abundance will be forgotten. Have you ever experienced like a really high time in your life and then you're in a low time in your life and you forget that the high time ever happened? Hmm. Like we get focused on, on that the challenging times and forget the blessings, actually. Well, Joseph told Pharaoh to look for a wise and discerning uh, man to put in charge of the land of Egypt. He also said that the Pharaohs should... Pharaoh should appoint commissioners, you know, I could see them like as the town officials all across the land, to call on uh, everyone to take, bring in a fifth of their harvest during the abundant years, to store up during the years of famine, so that the country would not come to ruin. Mm
1: -hmm. Plans sounded good to Pharaoh and all his officials, and Joseph was the wisest And most discerning man that Pharaoh knew. So picking it up at Genesis 41, 41 through 44. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Wow. And then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. Boy, that's huge. He dressed it in robes of fine lemon and put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in a chariot as his second in command. This is of all of Egypt. And the people shouted before him, Make way! Thus he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. And then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but without your word, no one will lift hand or foot in all of Egypt.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, we don't know exactly how long Joseph was in prison. When he first went in, the Bible says it was a while before the cupbearer and the baker joined him. So there's Joseph, and then after a while, the other two come in. And then it was another while before they had the dreams that Joseph interpreted for them. And then it was two more years before the cupbearer remembered Joseph's dream interpreting gifts and shared that with the Pharaoh. Well, let's just say that Joseph was in prison for a really long Mm. time. So again, and we've been saying this the last two weeks as we've been talking about Joseph. In that particular situation, a person can get bitter or they can get better. Bitter or better. Well, Joseph chose better. And as a result, he got better treatment. I mean, you can imagine that when somebody is so bitter, you don't even want to be around them. Well, he chose better, he got better treatment. Wherever he was, he was put in charge at first, in charge of Potiphar's household, and then in charge of the others in prison, and then finally in charge of all of Egypt, only answering to Pharaoh himself. Wow! Now, those kinds of things just don't happen if somebody. <laughs> has that bitter attitude, Hmm. that demeanor. No, Hmm. if he had been bitter, he would not have been in a Hmm. position to use the Hmm. gifts that God gave him to use his wisdom, his discernment, and his dream interpretation. Hmm. 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 He chose better. And that put him in a position to receive um, what was better for him.
1: You know, God shined favorably on him and through, through God's, uh, grace uh, he was uh, put in these positions. But I don't imagine if he'd been bitter, as Kerry was saying, that, that, that it would have turned out the same. You know, we, we can certainly thwart and combat what God's trying to do for us, can't we? <laughs> do that all the time. And the thing is, when he chose better, when he was put in charge, when he interpreted dreams, no one promised him something for what he did. No one said, if you do this, I'll do that. When he interpreted the cutbearer's dream and the cupbearer was released, Joseph asked him to remember him. The cutbearer never promised anything, and in fact, didn't remember Joseph until two years later. Two years later. We remember the thanks he got from Potiphar for all he did for taking care of Potiphar's household. He got thrown in prison. Joseph didn't do the things he did because of what he was going to get out of it. He acted like he did because of who he was. He was a man of character, a man of moral conviction, a God who was righteous in the sight of God, who did the right things for God's sake. Even when his life was literally in the pit, There in 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 the prison. He didn't allow his circumstances to determine who he was going to be. And once again, we ask the question, what about you? What about me? What about us? Do we, will we allow our situation to control our concentration, our determination, our motivation? Will we choose better rather than bitter when the challenges mount up against us?
0: For Joseph, even though it wasn't promised, and even though it was a really long time, even though his patience was challenged in the midst of being betrayed and unswayed that we talked about last week, he was ultimately repaid. Repaid, yeah, he was repaid. He ended up being the second most powerful person in that region, and remember, he didn't do any of this to get a repayment he just did it because it was the next right thing to do and because he was serving God he was a foreigner he was an outsider he was an alien a stranger in a strange land and after that undeserved undeserved trial and tribulation he was repaid and so picking it up at Genesis 41 verses 46 through 49 Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. He was a really young guy for all this wisdom and leadership. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced plentifully. Joseph collected all the food produced in those seven years of abundance in Egypt and stored it in the cities. In each city, he put the food grown in the fields surrounding it. Joseph stored up huge quantities of grain, like the sand of the sea. It was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measure.
1: Hmm. So God gave Joseph the gifts of wisdom and discernment, gift of being able to interpret dreams. And Joseph used those gifts for God's glory. So that those around Joseph could see just how powerful and glorious the God of Israel was. Ultimately, Joseph was repaid. Yep, after all that he went through, beginning with being sold into slavery by his brothers. Throughout that whole ordeal, he kept his eyes on God. And he did not allow his condition to control his destination.
0: And so, we, you... Me, us, we face so many challenges in this lifetime. You know, just when things are really good, then it's like, oh, no, what happened? And then, you know, it's like this. Well, maybe not being sold into slavery by our brothers, but we've all been betrayed. That just doesn't feel good. It's horrible, especially when it's from someone that you really, really trust. Maybe betrayed at work or at home in a in a certain relationship, I know I experienced um a time it was about ten years ago now that there was a betrayal it wasn't us, it was somebody outside of our family that it just did me in, and I felt like for about two years, I was just preaching to you all in a darkness and just trying to just keep showing up and doing the next right thing. And God brought me out because of the promise that I want to share with you, that God is with us always. Always. Even when we're in that dark place, even when we don't feel it, God's promises are true. I will be with you always, all the way to the end of the earth. And then a couple years ago, there was another betrayal by someone who was close to me, not family. And I kept my eyes fixed on God, but I fell into some very unhealthy ways of coping, and I've shared some of that with you. And I loved Jesus with all my heart, but it still happened. But I kept hearing the Holy Spirit. I am with you always. I'm going to carry you out of that pit. And he does. He does. And so the question is, are we like Joseph, able to stay focused on God, even when it's hard, even when it's dark, even when things don't make sense, even when we don't deserve what we're getting. When we cry out, we sang, we cry out to open the service. We cry out wondering where God is. Well, God is still sending that love and mercy and grace upon us. When we're in the depths of our misery, it's just so important to remember, God is with us always. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus.
1: Hmm. Now, here's the thing to remember, we too will be repaid. Probably not to the earthly level that Joseph was, unlikely that any of us is going to be elevated to the number two position of power. I know right now that's the last thing in the world I would want. But anyway, (laughs) um, ultimately, we will be repaid. And thank God our repayment will not be us getting what we deserve. (laughs) Ultimately, thank God it's not us getting what we deserve. That's God's mercy in action. Mercy is when you don't get (laughs) what you deserve. Speaking for myself, I'm counting on not getting repaid for what I deserve. Our repayment will be getting what we don't deserve. That's God's grace. Mercy and grace are two sides of a coin. That side is getting what we don't deserve. God's grace, God's unconditional, unmerited, abounding love. Full and complete forgiveness for all we've done. Wow. wow. Eternity spent with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Wow. <laughs> Life eternal, given to us by Jesus through his death on the cross. Perfect sacrifice for you and me. Grace. Here's a thing to remember. G-R-A-C-E. God's riches at Christ's expense.
0: Let's say that. Where you are online and right here. Grace. God's riches, God's riches at Christ's,
1: Christ's expense. expense. In other words, He paid the price, and we get to enjoy the riches. We get the repayment, don't we? Amen. That. Amen. That. And we don't have to be uh, die for that repayment to begin. You know, we think, "Oh, when I die?" No, it's not when we die. He gave us life. A life in Christ could begin right now. Right now. Yeah. I hope you're at home are clapping too. It, can, it starts right as soon as we say yes to that relationship Christ offers. Eternity begins, eternal life. As, as, as Jesus shared, and, and we love this chapter, John chapter 10, second half of verse 10. Jesus said, I came so that everyone would have life and have it in its fullest. Oh, yeah, in its fullest.
0: So we're choosing life in Christ. How about you? life in Christ focused on him, focused on our Lord and Savior, because we know that no matter what the challenges are, no matter how often we might be betrayed or feel lost or lonely or just in these places where it's it's hard. It's hard. We can choose to be unswayed on the promises of God. We can stand on a firm foundation, not sinking sand. And Joseph didn't know Jesus, but Joseph knew God. In the fullness of God, he believed in God's promises. And ultimately, when we stand on solid ground, and we don't allow ourselves to be swayed by culture or by you know, untruths, but stand on the truth of the scripture, we'll ultimately be repaid. And we're repaid not because we're not you know, trying to earn our way, but it's just doing the next right thing in the name of Jesus. It's not for ourselves. It's in the name of Jesus. So I made this little slip about Joshua before because actually I am going to quote Joshua now. We, one of our family, one of our things that we say to one another, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hmm. And we hope that that's how each one of you leave this place. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. Those of you online sitting in your homes, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And we will be unswayed and repaid by the precious blood of Jesus Christ that covers us and carries us, sustains us, and just is with us always. And that's the good news of the scripture. That's the good news of the gospel. Let's believe it, and let's live it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? God, thank you so much for the opportunity to to share about Joseph. And we humbly stand before you, Lord, and, and share the message. But, Lord, we know that your Holy Spirit brings life to it. And so I would pray in each heart that's been joining us, in each person who's listening, that they would sense and feel your presence right where they are. And that we would have this, we just know that we know that we know who you are, Lord. You turn... Morning into dancing. We're going to be singing this in a minute. Morning to dancing. Beauty to ashes. Shame into glory. And Lord, you even turn graves into gardens. And so, we thank you. And we praise you because you're the only one who can. In the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.